0: Hey y'all, this is Patch coming to you before the show with a couple of quick notes. Uh, these episodes are pre-recorded due to some personal things going on in my life right now. But what that means is that I did not know that uh, my episodes on Alpha Flight were going to be available. So you can catch Alpha Flight over at AlphaFlight on Twitter. And as you're listening to this, I was on the three most recent episodes. Uh, come hang out and we'll chat about some Marvel stuff. We get to talk about an Australian robot who looks like Wolverine and is named after Albert Einstein. It's a good time. Thanks and enjoy the show. and welcome to Us Weirdos Have to Stick Together, the show where a couple of weirdos talk all about She-Ra and the princesses of power. My name is Patrick and joining me as the most wanted criminal on Etheria. It's Chloe. How are you today, Chloe? Uh,
1: I mean, based on our preamble, I'm looking up how much the fucking Wii U sold. I mean, good aside from that, I guess. Uh, we had a very weird, uh, like, five-minute conversation before we started this. But yeah, uh, I mean hey i had my first uh voice therapy session earlier today so that was pretty good nice it was it was our it was like very much like trying to like establish some baselines and everything but there were like a few little exercises that uh the trainer ran me through and it's like you know it already seemed like there was like some amount where she was like yeah like it's actually kind of like based on like the picture i mean for at the moment it sounds like you're like kind of already ahead of the curve in a sense and you know, it, it, she gave me that very funny task of, like, for homework for next week, I want to come in with, like, a few videos of, like, femme-sounding voices and, like, you know, like, videos of, like, people in, or, like, you know, girls of, like, animation or, like, live action or whatever, mm-hmm. just, like, talking and everything to be, like, yeah, just to see, like, what sort of, like, ballpark you're aiming for. And, like, of course, it, my idiot brain was, like, don't just come in with a bunch of videos of Lou Samini and Ida, you idiot. That would be very strange. <laughs> But then I was like, but what if I just came in with uh, videos of, like, Edelgard and, D- and Bernadetta from Fire Emblem Three Houses as well?
0: <laughs> well, I don't know Edelgard and Bernadetta, but I will say that, uh, like, they're, Ida they're and and have They're very Tara- different voices.
1: Yeah, they're, yeah but I, uh, those two are uh, Terra Platt and Erica Mendez, I think. Who's Bernadetta's voice actor? I always forget the last name. Hm. Uh, yeah, Erica Mendez to like uh like pretty like widely known like uh voice actors in like video games and anime mm-hmm.
0: that makes sense yeah but yeah i don't know my point was just that um wendy malik's Ida is very very different from <laughs> Amity uh, i mean Moves. yeah yeah
1: <laughs> i mean it is a case of like yeah i would want to like aim for ones that are like similar in tone rather than you know like seven like seven like 70-year-old lady playing a 40-year-old uh, witch lady, and then, like, fantasy teens in, like, a war setting. <laughs> oh, but yeah. A little
0: different. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you could get that started. That's great.
1: Yep. Yeah, I, I'm going to... Do not know what I'm doing next Saturday? at Even earlier at 8 <laughs> a.m.? I'm waking oh, no. up earlier. I'm waking up early on a Saturday for voice therapy that I do for my fucking job. <laughs> uh, that's oh, going to be rough. F- but then, like... Yeah, but uh, she's so gonna be, uh, like, off on vacation for, like, the next two weeks, so she said she's just gonna give me, like, like, we're, we're gonna try to, like, ever decide uh, next session if I want to try to, like, have a session with another person in the meantime, or if I just want, if she just wants to, like, give me, like, a good amount of, like, stuff to try during those two weeks that we're, have downtime. Nice. Yeah, it's, yeah, we'll figure that out based on next week's session, but yeah pretty interesting and pretty hopeful
0: <laughs> i'm glad to hear it It's yep. uh i know it's different for everybody voice training isn't something i've ever really been interested in because i like my voice it's sonorous <laughs> but uh, yeah i yeah, mean you know, I, I've, I've not do been as like, to do. like
1: yeah like i've not been as this work about my voice necessarily but it is still a case of i'm like I just know I want to like try to adjust it to not get weird looks (laughs) because I know it's gonna happen at some point because it's like I mean it's to the point where like I mean whenever I go to like grocery shopping I'm like being like okay well if I want to like order cold cuts for sandwiches for lunch at work every day I need to actually talk to a person here and I'm here in a skirt and I definitely don't want uh, like a more boy voice coming out of my mouth. Well, just like this. So, here, let's try our best. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I think it's partly because, um, so I'm not, I don't like being referred to in the feminine either, right? So I don't want people to yeah. assume I'm a girl. Right. So, like, that wouldn't super help me. There's not really a way to solve my problem unless I start talking with a robot voice.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: I mean everybody's different with that. I mean like I mean I I mean I've recently started using they she pronouns and everything, so it's like yeah, Mm -hmm. I have different we we both have like different ideals of what we want to do and stuff in terms of our presentation, obviously.
0: And mine is just a robot, I get it, it's fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just just finally upload me into the robot body I always wanted.
0: Honestly, yes. (laughs) i read uh, battle angel alita when i was like 11 and oh boy did that shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that
1: would do it i think it's like it's like your, it's like battle angel alita is your uh Ranma for a lot of other trans people <laughs> well i mean <laughs> that like too being, yeah people being like i don't know i would i would just carry around the, like a bottle of water if i was like your and people are like and then you're know, like years later like oh now
2: i see why <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I see I got those from my local library right but they didn't have any of like the correct volumes in order or anything so I started Ranma on book two and back then the books didn't have like synopses or what was going on or what happened in the previous volume so i didn't know why he was sometimes a boy or sometimes a girl but it was sure interesting
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah that would definitely uh, be a bit confusing if it didn't have the context of like the very first episode
0: (laughs) yeah yeah for sure (laughs) although i guess also like you might
1: be able to like infer it over time. I mean, especially if like you see Ron change based on like them getting hit with water.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I got there eventually because book two is in the first printings anyway. Book two is where Ryoga shows up and he starts complaining about this curse. So once he shows yeah. up and talks about it, then I got it. But like, gotcha. up until yeah. then, it was what is happening. It t- took a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> especially because in the very first chapter in that printing of the book you see Rama asleep as a boy and then the next time you see him he's a girl and people are still calling him by the same name and it was what are they twins yeah. I don't <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah is there a Rama from another universe that keeps replacing this Rama random in intervals mm-hmm.
0: but yeah so ah <sighs> well, the salad day <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, uh, I'm just trying mostly to think of, like, if anything else has really come up in the last couple of days. I mean, like, not particularly. Like, I mean, I, I did two more work days because, like, we're only recording those, like, three <laughs> days after the last time. Yeah. We've become very Yeah,
0: we've got some... It's hard, right? It's... Yeah. I've got some weeks coming up where I won't be able to record, so we're doing a bunch of eps in advance, and that means that it's been... It's well three days yeah three days since the last time we recorded anything
1: yeah um, we recorded wednesday evening and now it's saturday afternoon
0: and yeah not a whole lot has changed in that amount of time i won't lie to you
1: i mean yeah i mean for most people not a whole lot's gonna happen in like two days and change that's what you real <laughs> uh I mean, like, uh, I mean, I'm at least gonna be, like, hanging out with my roommates tomorrow because we're gonna go play mini-golf. Nice. <laughs> so that'd be fun. Yeah, I haven't tried any of the mini-golf courses around here, uh, yet, and apparently there's a really good one called Matterhorn, like, 40 minutes away from where we live.
0: Huh. Alright. Yep. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Mini-golf. <laughs> I guess I've never heard specifically of a really good mini-golf course, of, you know? <laughs>
1: I mean, a lot of them kind of can, like, have a bit of, like, variance when it comes to, like, quality and stuff, because, like, I mean, like, the, when I was last in, like, Pennsylvania, we went to, we we wanted to go to one that, like, we have went to for years now, because, like, it was one that my mom was introduced to when she was a kid when she went to go vacation in Pennsylvania, but, like, it basically, like, downpoured as soon as we got there, so we turned around, and along like, the way back, it stopped raining, so they're like, oh, maybe we could go to this other one over here, and it was, like... It had some decent ratings, but it was, like, not kept up. And it's, like, some of the, like, courses themselves were, like, kind of cheap in the sense of, like, (laughs) oh, this one's just designed to fuck you over. And it's, like, that's not as fun. (laughs) Like, I get that, like, yeah, you want, like, some courses to have a bit of a challenge, but it's, like, this one just seemed, like, unfair. (laughs) But yeah, uh, no, the one we're going to is, like, apparently, like, one of the most, like, highly rated in the area around Hartford, so that would be
0: rad. I guess yeah. I just don't think about mini-courses as a thing that is better or worse than each other. To me, they all seem to be very of a time, if that makes sense.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I guess it mostly comes down to, like, whether they're, like, maintained, re- like, uh, frequently enough. Because, like, you definitely can see ones that, like, okay, they basically do nothing to, like... Update or like at least clean this one up and mm-hmm. like and some like the like paint is chipping off and like the like the oh what's that like faking fucking fake glass stuff? Uh, fiberglass. Yeah, glass? Fake grass. No, the fake grass. I'd said Oh, glass, grass. grass. Uh, astro Yeah, the, the yeah the the stuff that they use the astro that they use for like golf courses uh in mini golf and everything it's like yeah sometimes it's like oh this is definitely like all ripped up and not like replaced often enough that it's like yeah this course is definitely. There's a reason why this course is only, like, six bucks a person compared to the the higher quality one being, like, $12 a person kind of deal.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I uh, definitely don't have that much experience. I've played mini-golf once, and it was in a thunderstorm, so... <laughs> really, huh? You only ever played it once? Yeah, it's just not a thing I do. Hmm. I guess, yeah, I guess I never mean, indoor yeah. course I did once. I don't know if that counts, but.
1: I mean, it does. It's still mini golf. It doesn't matter if it's inside or
0: not. Well, because it's like. I don't know. I specifically think mini golf as having stuff on the course, you know? Whether it's a windmill yeah. or oh, a yeah, clown yeah. or a castle or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's not what this indoor course was. This was like raised blocks to create a, a, a track that you had to put down.
1: So, like, it didn't have, like, individual holes or anything?
0: Well, there were. There were 18 delineated holes, but they were each, like, an outline, just about the size of a a curb on the street. And that Mm -hmm. was the playing field. There was no, like, accessories or statues or anything.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a bit strange.
0: (laughs) But it was in blacklight, so that was the...
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah, like, most, most, uh like golf courses that are into indoors are definitely like the black light with like reflective paint and everything like that yeah
0: that's the stuff good old laser tag yeah, arena I, style
1: yeah I've, I've only ever done like interior mini golf once and it was like god it was like a fucking birthday party back when i was like in elementary school <laughs> <laughs> and why did we even i don't even remember if we actually played the mini golf there i, I remember like uh i know we must have i think because that's why we were there and then like there was like a little arcade where we each got like maybe like ten dollars worth for like tokens or whatever and i do remember i hit the jackpot on like uh one of those like fake like slot machine things that are at like arcades occasionally and like i got that and i got like 500 tickets and meanwhile like the the birthday girl was like why are you the one that's having luck here chloe and i'm like <laughs> just fucking luck in the draw i guess 10 year old <laughs>
0: yeah uh yeah, um... yeah. I don't have much experience with arcades either. I was a boring child. <laughs> I went to libraries. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I went to libraries too, but yeah, like, uh, I mean, I guess I also haven't been to, like, many arcades. Like, for the most part, like, uh, my parents used to also be in, like, a bowling league at, uh, a, like, it was, like, an interior, like, entertainment kind of center thing called Sports Plus mm-hmm. on Long Island, where I grew up. It was, like, they basically had, like, bowling, like, an ice skating rink, uh, like, so, like something of like a little like miniature amusement park inside it was like a few rides and stuff and then they had like arcades and stuff along the way like around the rides and everything and they were like okay, like if they were like oh like before we were old enough to be by ourselves at home like during that like saturday or whatever evening they were like here take like this like 20 bucks go get lost for a bit kid <laughs> kind of the old like all right i guess i'll go and see what I can get with $20 when it comes to, like, tickets and everything. And, of course, it's never anything. Yeah. Like, you you spend, like, $20 on arcade machines and it's like, oh, I want to get, like, the good prize, but you only ever get, like, a fucking yo-yo or, like, one of those, like, finger trap things. <laughs> like, yeah, because that's all you ever get unless you, like, go there every weekend and spend hundreds of dollars to get enough tickets <laughs> to, get, to get, like, a fucking god at the moment at the time i then i guess like a gay boy color I think. <laughs> of course it's not saying a thing anymore it's been a while <laughs>
0: yeah i don't know i uh, my parents taught us to hoard stuff i think the idea was to save up to buy more mm-hmm. things but, yeah so uh sense. we would go to chuck e cheese's very rarely and we just never got anything because we were always hoarding our tickets to save up for the next time
1: <laughs> yeah that, yeah i used to go to Tucky e. tees occasionally too as a kid like we we also would like never really save up much because like it'd be like maybe like two or three years between visits to Tucky e. tees <laughs> like really like for the most part like stuff like this was like if you were like just going to like a kid's birthday party sort of situation <laughs> yeah pretty much Whereas, yeah it's like oh they're doing the birthday party at sports plus let's go yay Gonna deal <laughs> but like uh God, I don't even remember if like uh Discovery Zone had that kind of stuff. I think Discovery Zone was really more like just like a jungle gym kinda of, like a you know, like the like you know, those like stuff the like the the play centers for kids kind of situation. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: So uh you know, as the listeners may have noticed, we are moving on to a new series this week. Um <laughs> before we jump into it though, uh maybe we should talk a little about uh Chloe, do you have any history with She as a franchise? <laughs>
1: Uh no, I think I already mentioned that I'd never watched the like the original I'd never even watched like original He Man or anything. So the the majority of my exposure to She-Ra up till now has been yeah, I watched season one of the show back when it aired and then for some reason I just never watched the other seasons. <laughs> fair so fair. Like, I, I mean I, I most I mostly was like, Oh, it's a it's a new series by M. D. Stevenson. Okay, sure, I'll watch that not 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 unfortunately not great that they have not like adjusted their name and the credits but at the same time i'm not watching this at all in you know, a legal uh so, so i obviously am not gonna have, like find and re-upload uh, <laughs> the video for the intro
0: <laughs> yeah you know you gotta do what you gotta do yeah um, some...
1: unfor- unfortunately just stuff like that kind of happens a lot when people like you know decide to go by a different name and a lot of places don't credit them right because like aren't there still like versions of like the matrix that don't credit the wachowskis uh, very much so names yeah i
0: that could that be sucks. wrong but i'm fairly sure that those are the versions that they had on netflix for a while
1: oh that's that's vile yeah that's mm-hmm. a... hey i mean hey doesn't surprise me that all that netflix would not give a fuck about that stuff after everything that netflix has been doing to dig themselves deeper into a hole this year yeah <laughs> yeah geez <laughs> yeah no it's like like i said i only watched season one and like there's what 13 episodes in season one of this uh
2: something Something like that
1: that. yeah something on the lines and like i i mean obviously like i've like absorbed some bits of it just because of like all the uh other queer people i follow on twitter who would like talk about like stuff in the show as it came up and obviously i know like catadora stuff (laughs) but yeah no don't don't really i mean i know like again like uh wide strokes when it comes to like what happens in the story and everything but yeah no This is uh, way less knowledge of this than I did Owl House going in, at least, because, I mean, with that, I knew, obviously, that there was going to be gay shit. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I know there's going to be gay shit in this, too, but, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I guess that means it's my turn to be the sort of uh, thing-knower for this series, because... uh... (laughs)
1: yeah unfortunately there doesn't really seem like there's a whole lot of trivia and i was like yeah thinking up stuff for episodes one and two so far i don't know if that's going to change but like this does this seems like more the kind of show that they don't sneak in a lot of like goofy stuff as much like in our house
0: yeah i think a lot of what our trivia is going to be is talking about it in comparison to the older show and that's not like a thing that the wiki lists so
1: yeah it definitely didn't like really on, under trivia it was like more just stuff of like here's the voice actors. And even then, it's like, that's really not trivia. That's just credits.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I have been at least tangentially aware of she Raw since I was five or so, because mm-hmm. my mom's name is Sheila, and the people oh, on her bowling <laughs> team would call her that, as like a <laughs> nickname and when i asked her why they were doing that she got me some vhs's of the old cartoon and like <laughs> obviously i didn't see the whole thing but i had that knowledge you know
1: yeah it's like it's like oh it's easier to just give you vhs's rather than explain that it's a reference to a character from a tv show exactly yes <laughs> i do at least remember all the people that complained about how they uh, unsexualized she for the reboot because because she has with pants
0: like... oh no yeah
1: yeah oh no i mean just like all the people bitching the moment about cammy in the street fighter six elite of like yeah she has pants big fucking whoops she actually has like an outfit as opposed to <laughs> a weird like t- uh onesie like ballerina thing <laughs>
0: people are going to wear swimsuits to be street fighters
1: i mean yeah it's fair <laughs>
0: Like yeah, it's just so more,
1: it's it's more like again, like I definitely heard a lot of people like being like, ah, oh, this isn't the Shira I know, and it's like, yeah, because it's a Shira that's not designed just to like sell toys and like do like stuff like sex sales and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. And then, um I was already uh, big into Andy's comic series Lumberjanes when this started, so the fact that it was Shira and Andy Stevenson made me basically catch it immediately, and so I was through it oh. the whole way. So.
1: Yeah, I, I guess it, I guess there is something similar there. I definitely had read uh Nimona, you know, before this because like I, God, when was that that was like I think I read Nimona, like in like twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen something like that. That tracks. A long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I was like pretty familiar with them already.
2: Nice,
1: I know. Nice. Obviously, like I know. I know Andy Stevenson uses like any pronouns, but I feel I, again I feel like I'm just defaulting to them.
0: <laughs> That's yeah that's a thing i do also and i'm not sure why i don't know if it's just because i i don't know how to say it <laughs>
1: like I, if you... I, I i guess it's just because like it's like being a bit consistent while still like erring on the side of caution a bit because yeah. like honestly i honestly i don't really like follow closely to what they're up to these days for the most part so it's like i'm not i'm not like aware if they're like changing up like oh on a daily basis or if they're just like yeah no any old ones are fine doesn't matter yeah
0: Well, I mean, I guess uh, I did the same thing with the Collector last week, if you noticed. I only referred to them as they, them, despite them using he, they they pronouns. Yeah,
1: Uh, I mean, for the most part, I was doing the same, too. Because, again, it's like... I don't know, maybe that's that's just us because we mostly also use they, them pronouns ourselves, so...
0: (laughs) Could be why. (laughs) Yeah, I think with the Collector specifically, it was a little more deliberate. Because, and this is such a thing, but... A lot of the people that I know that use he, they, or whatever tell me that they just never get they, it's always the he. Yeah. So, I do try and yeah, make an that's... effort to focus on that, but...
1: That, that makes sense. I mean, like, much like at my job, like, I, I mean, I told my, like, co-workers ahead of time, like, hey, I use they, she pronouns, ever fine, and, like, for the most part, they've just exclusively, I mean, actually, not for the most part, just exclusively they have only used she, her, just because, I guess, because of my name being more femme than anything at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, I was like, yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, I'm not going to, like, unless, like, things change and I don't want to use she, her pronouns anymore, I'm not going to, like, be like, hey, you're fucking up because it's, like, I did tell them, like, okay, yeah, no, it's fine. (laughs) Don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, um... Hey, and for what it's worth, I will take it gladly compared to my previous job where nobody ever tried pronouns at all and always referred to me as, you know, I see him even after I came out. (laughs) And it's like, please, no. (laughs) The worst...
0: um, I did just double check For the moment, uh, N.D. Stevenson Uses he, she, they pronouns So any of those are acceptable Okay But uh, yeah, uh, with Pronoun talk out of the way, let's say we jump into it Eh?
1: Yeah, I think so
0: (laughs) right. so that's it She-Ra and the Princesses of Power Season 1, Episode 1, The Sword, Part 1 A lot of ones (laughs) (laughs) we open with a view from space of the planet etheria it has 12 moons there are no stars in the sky we... oh
1: i didn't even count i didn't even count the moons i realized it has 12 moons
0: <laughs> yeah it's way too many moons i don't know what's etheria up
1: there ha- Etheria have to have real fucked up tides <laughs> 12 moons.
0: yeah for sure <laughs>
1: Uh, I think, okay, actually, wait, No, I did have a note about that. Uh, I, thought, I thought they were planets, because my note, my first note is planets don't revolve around each other. I didn't realize they were moons.
2: Yeah,
0: no, those are all <laughs> moons. Okay, <laughs> I'm wrong. But we zoom down to the planet's surface, where we get a quick zoom across a field of flowers into the technological hill space called the Fright Zone. And in the Fright Zone, we get a morning montage for Adora, getting her armor on, boxing a punching bag, that sort of thing before all the squads are called to the training area to be evaluated. When she gets there, uh, we find that there are four people on her team, to- well, four people on her team plus one who's missing. The ones here are Kyle, Lonnie, and Regelio, and the one who is missing is Katra. No one has seen her. They are doing a training mission It is what is basically the danger room from the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> they are being sent through quote-unquote hostile territory called the Whispering Woods to try and liberate the city of Brightmoon, the enemy base of resistance. There, they will have to defeat the queen and liberate it in the name of Hordak. In the forest, though, there are princesses, referred to as violent instigators, which are essentially holograms created by ball-shaped robots. It's kind of weird looking. They have these... Yeah,
1: I, I like I like how they also have this like Halo S HUD <laughs> display on their visors. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they straight they straight up have the fucking Halo Compass that shows like where you are and like enemy dots when they're moving around. <laughs> uh, the Motion Tracker, right? That's the name of it. <laughs> right. Fully just ha- taken from Halo. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so they uh, they head through the forest, and Kyle, uh, who I mentioned a moment ago, gets shot basically immediately. This is laser tag, so he's okay, but he's still out of the game. <laughs> nah, he, he's, he's dead. RIP. <laughs> Just like Tibbles will never see Kyle again. <laughs> I mean, if you want to start a Kyle kill count, you
1: better count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does he get <laughs> fucked up so much like every episode that he's in?
0: <laughs> I mean, that's kind of these guys' whole deal. Kyle I and mean, Lonnie yeah, they, and Rogelio I mean, are
1: not. I mean... Yeah, I mean, like, I, there's a reason... I guess there is a reason why I didn't actually, like, write down them for covering, like, their voice actors in the trivia. And yeah. also, like, they're they're, they're the fucking B-squad. It's Like, they're just the dipshit brigade. They don't matter
0: as much. I could be remembering wrong, but I'm pretty sure Rogelio never actually talks. I don't think he has a voice actor, so... Oh. <laughs> All right, then. But, yeah, so, um... Yeah, these, uh... There's not too much of a challenge in the forest, apart from Kyle getting shot immediately. They just run like 50 feet forward and are immediately at the queen robot, (laughs) which, you know, Adora kills single-handedly. Catra shows up at the last second and pushes the defeated robot into a pit, uh, sort of mocking Adora as the floor drops out from under her. But, uh, you know, either way, they pass the exam as a team. Technically... (laughs)
1: I also like whenever, like, there's, like, series like this that do, like, the simulation fight where they have, like, robots in place and the characters just fucking destroy these robots entirely when it's, like... Adora, that robot cost us thirty thousand credits nobody told you to actually destroy it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like yeah she. i mean she straight up did destroy this like again it's a training robot but like that thing could have usually been outfitted with actual weapons for use in their war against the princesses yeah definitely but instead but instead they use it as a training robot and just don't tell her not to fuck it up entirely
0: <laughs> she actually kills two of them because the first one that's in the area she hits with a grenade so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um we cut to the locker room where Katra is making fun of Adora. Uh, she says that Adora had a look of betrayal on her face during the training mission. I'm not super sure why because I didn't notice a betrayal. I mean, sure, Katra showed up late, but other than that, she helped the team technically. Um, Adora. Yeah, I guess
1: it's I guess it's more just like the look that I, the Adora gives her as she's just like dangling in the hole with her <laughs> like weird like techno staff thing being used to prop herself up.
0: Yeah, I'm really curious about how deep those holes are. <laughs> Would that have killed Adora? I mean, we don't
1: see the we don't see the robot at the bottom when uh, it gets kicked in, <laughs> so <laughs> like presumably deep enough for at least that robot to go out of sight.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Adora basically just says that they're senior cadets now and shouldn't be doing such childish, immature things. And then she points out a mouse, which freaks Katra out because Katra is apparently afraid of those um shadow weaver arrives in the locker room to praise adora for completing the course so fast because this was a new record and adora does try to give catra some credit here surprisingly enough but uh shadow weaver just puts her down and asks adora to leave with her (laughs) this is uh right off the bat we're at bad parenting 101 (laughs) Mm -hmm. um yeah,
1: so Wait, we're, we're well accustomed to bad parenting at this point on this show, and I feel like it's going to just keep coming up all the time with Shadow Weaver.
0: <laughs> oh yes, um, Shadow Weaver is definitely a different flavor of bad parent than we've experienced in the past, but this is extremely her thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, Hordak, the leader of the Horde, has been paying attention, and he's decided that Adora has potential to be a force captain. So she's being given a squad to lead during the capture of the Rebel Fortress of Thamor, which will come up, I think, tomorrow? Maybe the day after? It's hard to say for sure. <laughs> Adora is very excited for this because this is her first active duty mission. Um, worth noting, she is 17 in this episode, so she is already older than our owl kids. But uh, she's her excitement is dampened almost immediately when Shadow Weaver says that she can't bring her team because they're not ready and will slow her down apparently i guess she is right that kyle will die immediately <laughs> <laughs> like i said
1: rip kyle will never see him again
0: <laughs> um right so adora does go to bat for her team she like stands up for them trying to get him the chance to be out there but shadow weaver is pretty solid on this saying this is specifically adora's chance to prove herself and nobody else's
1: I I like how she's also, like, has the bit of, like, uh, yeah, definitely don't disappoint me, Adora, and meanwhile, my note here just says that Adora will definitely do nothing but disappoint you, Shadow Weaver, (laughs) throughout the course of the show. Yeah, for sure. It it takes her, like, mere hours to start disappointing her. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you're not wrong. Um... We do have uh, a little bit of an exposition dump here. Uh, it's revealed that Shadow Weaver found Adora as an infant and brought her to the Fright Zone to raise her. So Adora is totally on board with the Horde. Eh, on board with the Horde. I'd like it. Because uh, that's <laughs> well, I think all we got she's the title. wanted. <laughs>
1: yeah, Adora is like already like... I mean, yeah, she's lived here like her entire life, but she is like fully bought in with the propaganda. <laughs>
0: yeah, Absolutely.
1: Again, won't take very long. <laughs> It'll take her a few hours to realize, oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, Adora has, like, a weirdly developed sense of loyalty and justice considering she's grown up in an organization that's called the Evil Horde.
1: <laughs> yeah, in, in a place called the Fright Zone. Although, I guess, actually, have they actually been on uh, Etheria this whole time, like, her entire life? Yeah. Or has she been on, like, different... Okay, I didn't realize it was, like, she was on a different planets or something, and this is just the latest that she's in, and now her training's done. Now the
0: Fright Zone is specifically on Etheria.
1: Okay. So she's just been here the entire time. Yep. Okay. I guess... And it also, like, just brings up, like, yeah, like, the Horde must be real bad at actually fighting wars if they're still fighting the same one, like, 17 years later, trying to... to stop the princesses. But then again, I say <laughs> that, and meanwhile... America has been in forever wars for like twenty fucking years at this point, so <laughs> I guess maybe the horror in America ain't too different.
0: <laughs> Honestly, um, we'll talk about that. Uh, give it a couple seasons. Um. Okay, fair. <laughs> All right.
1: So um, we'll get there in like four months from now, I guess.
2: <laughs>
0: in um in bright moon we cut to see the princess commander glimmer going to see her mom queen angela i don't think her name is actually said out loud in these episodes but yes it is angela and not angela i know it's annoying um (laughs) yeah i noticed that too when i looked at
1: the voice actors because like i was like yeah i didn't remember her name either because they definitely don't mention it
0: but uh yeah the queen is upset because glimmer disobeyed her orders uh she was told to retreat but she instead led her people into combat and Glimmer insists that she was trying to protect the village, but Angela says that this was just reckless and she put herself and the rebellion in danger. Um, there's a real question here as to who's right. Um, mm-hmm. Glimmer points out that fighting is actually supposed to be dangerous, thanks, and that's the whole point she, yeah. of rebelling.
1: <laughs> yeah, she she does kind of come across as like the kind of like I mean, her mom is the queen and she's a commander already when she's. She's 17 as well? Yes, yes. Like, same well, age? Okay. She's she, in that
0: area, at least. 16 okay, at the youngest.
1: Yeah. Okay, she still kind of just comes across a little bit like the kind of kid whose parents made them the vice president of the family company right out of high school, <laughs> in a sense. Just because, again, like, she is literally the daughter of the queen and, like, is already a commander. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when she's a teenager that's the thing right because she's super bratty about this but she's also kind of right like there's not a lot of point in setting your army all over the place if you're never actually gonna fight the enemy
1: (laughs) yeah i mean they straight up do have that little fight of like you're making me look bad in front of my court kind of deal because again they're just like snippy mom and daughter at times
0: yeah so uh they they have a big fight and Angela really doesn't seem to care that much that they're at war, as much as she does that she doesn't want Glimmer to be involved in the war, so there you go. Um we cut back to the fright zone where Adora is looking at her new uh Force Captain badge when she gets pounced by Catra. This is very much like a Calvin and Hobbes style pouncing. Um, <laughs> oh yeah definitely
1: and...
0: also another thing that
1: I guess I, I have to ask that I think might be answered later on in seasons do they ever explain how there are just like space cat girls in this world
0: uh, from... <laughs> no I mean uh, cat people, lizard people, scorpion people they're, they're I mean, all like I mean, indigenous yeah, to Etheria
1: oh okay so like okay so oh right yeah cause uh, Scorpion is like a princess and everything but defected yeah but like double trouble is also from Etheria? yep okay gotcha all right yeah i but think I guess, there's yeah, I guess.
0: maybe two or three people on this planet who are aliens
1: <laughs> okay gotcha all right I, I was just like just thinking along the lines of like you know i know that like obviously like there's like different races on ethereum that are not part of the horde but i was like wondering just in case if it's like do they ever explain why they have a space cat girl and on the side of the horde or is it just because they were like let's just have a space cat girl <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah she is a She's a space cat girl in as much as all the humans are space humans, is the thing.
1: <laughs> okay, gotcha. Just, yeah, I'm, again, I guess it's just like how, much like on the Owl House, we were just, like, overanalyzing things.
0: Maybe a little bit. This is,
1: just, this is just me being like, is there a space cat girl planet that explains where gadgets
2: from? But I guess oh. not.
0: <laughs> not really, no. Okay. <laughs> um,. Yeah, so uh Adora tries to downplay her promotion, but Katra is very into it, talking about how they're going to conquer the world together and she's super excited and needs to blow something up right now and this is when Adora decides to tell her that Shadow Weaver won't let her, won't let Katra go. So, uh good timing, maybe not the best reading of the room Adora and Katra is understandably <laughs> freaked out by this. <laughs> Adora does kind of suggest that if Catra showed Shadow Weaver a little respect, she might get further, but uh, Catra just talks about how Shadow Weaver is bitter that she doesn't have any real power and doesn't deserve respect, and how Adora is such a good people pleaser. And then she parkours away, and Adora has to use a grappling hook to catch her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, d- I did find that pretty amusing, yeah, like, Catra's just like, ah, I'm a fucking space cat, Yeah, goodbye, I'm out. <laughs> and meanwhile like, Adora's like, I'm just a human, oh no. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Adora does apologize, saying that she didn't think Catra actually wanted to be a force captain, which Catra does agree with, but that's super not the issue here, and I feel like, uh, I mean, obviously emotional intelligence is not a priority in the Horns' teachings, is all I'm saying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, like, they don't have to think, they just have to obey.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's fucking propaganda. So Catra admits that what she really wants is just to get out of the fright zone. She's been here her whole life and doesn't know what's out there, and now she's mad that she's not allowed to leave. So they steal a hover skiff.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh no, how, how bad I don't get to like see the outside world. Uh, so let's do an
0: insubordination.
1: <laughs> the way you do <laughs> on top on top of on top of theft. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, yeah. Do so they steal a hover skiff and they get maybe a hundred feet away from the fright zone by the time they start fighting over the controls?
1: <laughs> yep. Do we have to start in Adora and catch a crime counter too? <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess maybe not so much for Adora because she is straight up gonna do an like an uh like uh you know siding with the airport enemy against the horde anyway. So I guess everything she does is definitely a crime.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a little like. I want to be clear here. The Horde is the occupying force. They're not the the people who are meant to be in charge. So any rule they have is by threat of force only. There's no actual law, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, I guess, yeah, it's a little bit less uh, than the Emperor's Coven, but it's still very much like, yeah, that is technically the occupying force because colonizer.
0: (laughs) Right. That's absolutely true, but I'm i guess what i'm trying to get at is that belos was the de facto government right he set up the rules that's not the case for the horde they're still in the process of trying to do that
1: yeah like the princesses are like the source of actual power on the planet and the horde is in here being like hey but what if we had power instead exactly yes (laughs) and also your planet (laughs) um
0: yeah so since they're fighting they wind up entering basically the worst hostile territory imaginable the whispering woods Which is full of monsters and trees that move when you aren't looking, and apparently no Horde squadron has ever returned from the forest, which I'm not sure is true based on something we'll see later in this episode, but we'll get there. Um, Mm -hmm. So, since it's dangerous, Catra naturally just plunges right on in there... (laughs) And they keep fighting over the controls, and in the process, Adora gets knocked off the skiff, falls about thirty yeah, feet, how... and winds up on the forest floor.
1: Yeah. How come they don't have like fucking like maglev boots or something like that for these skiffs to make sure if you get like thrown off of it, you're at least gonna stay attached a bit, even if you're like even if the top you're gonna ride all a bit, at least you won't go flying off. Um. But at least have like harnesses or
0: something, right? That's You would think. I don't know. It's possible that they do have something like that for people who are supposed to be driving the skiffs, and they just don't have that because they stole it. Maybe, yeah. Or the other possibility is we're going to see later that a lot of the powers that the princesses can bring to bear involve throwing stuff around really big and loud, and Mm -hmm. it might be more dangerous to be magnetized to your ship if a princess can throw it ten stories high. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Just a thought, but I don't know that they put that much detail in. I mean,
1: again, they're the evil horde. They're not thinking about the safety of their soldiers. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. They are all, they are,
1: all these people are expendable. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So Adora is basically knocked out, but when she gets up, she sees an ancient sword covered in vines, and she reaches out to touch it and sees a vision of a warrior in white. As a voice tells her that their balance must be restored and that Etheria seeks a hero. And then there's a cut and we find Katra trying to wake her up because apparently this was just a dream when she was knocked out <laughs> adora is pretty upset that the sword is gone and insists that it was real but uh catra's worried that she's had a head injury and insists on getting out of there <laughs> and they just get right out there's no like they talked about how dangerous this place is there's no resistance whatsoever yeah, um, like, they, they immediately
1: proved themselves wrong when they say that no Horde soldiers have ever come back from here because they got ahead of them. There. Yeah, for
0: real. But, um, we cut back to Bright Moon, where a shadowy figure is moving through the trees outside of Glimmer's room as she writes a letter to her mom that will never be read, probably. And this figure knocks an arrow standing outside of her window and fires, but it's actually just a message arrow. This is her friend, Bo. He is very loud and drawing attention, so she teleports down and grabs him, revealing her secret power, which is glitter and teleports, and uh, then she heads back up to her room, where she explains that she's grounded. Uh, He realizes that this is about the siege of Elberon, which is apparently the city she was stationed at, and she yells a lot about how her mom sent her all the way to Elberon because it was unlikely to be attacked, and then gets mad at her for defending it when it's attacked, (laughs) which... You know, valid.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, just, like, not only long related to the conversation they have, but uh, Glimmer's big, like, pillow hammock thing looks very comfy. <laughs> yes, for sure.
0: <laughs> she feels like her mom doesn't respect her, saying that it's because she's only a princess. To which Bo points out, basically wistfully, that that doesn't make any sense because he's the only one there that's not a princess. Kind of feels like he wants to be a princess. Uh, then he starts cleaning Glimmer's room for her. <laughs> uh he points out that basically the only reason she got out of elveron is because she can teleport and since her teleports aren't always reliable maybe her mom's at least a little bit right which she's not super on board with but then he says that proving herself will take more than fighting the good news is that he's found a piece of first one's technology in the woods a powerful one and finding that will probably impress her mom (laughs) Angela does knock on the door, so Glimmer teleports Bo out, and we see him playing with his tech detector for a while while the two fight off-screen. It's kind of like an iPad, but...
1: Yeah, for some reason I've made a note here of, Bo, do you have games on your phone? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, yeah. I guess it's also because of all the people joking about the collector being an iPad kid and asking people if they have games on their phone.
0: (laughs) uh yeah so we hear glitter and angela fighting off screen after a moment uh glimmer appears declaring that she's in for the mission
1: uh in the... yeah so t- piss off your mom even more by uh breaking out of your room when you're grounded and all <laughs> to go look for a weird ass like first one's weapon
0: it's not exactly <laughs> breaking out of your room when you can teleport <laughs>
1: Yeah, but she's still grounded. (laughs) Like you, you can be in trouble and still like, you know, whatever. However, you get out, even if it's like magic or just picking a lock, it's like it's still basically busting out of your like punishment.
0: (laughs) Uh, But um, yeah, so we cut away to the horde dorms, where we see that there's basically a bunch of cadets in the same room. They have bunk beds. And the bottom bunk is on the floor, so they just do not care for comfort at all here. No mattresses. Nope. <laughs> uh, also, Katra has curled up at the foot of Adora's bed instead of using her own because she is a cat. Um,
2: and,
1: and also gay. <laughs>
0: <'Cause> like, <laughs> can, it, can it be even more telegraphed that these two
1: will be gay, considering that Catra is literally sleeping in Adora's bed. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I guess we should talk about that real quick. Um, so this show is gay. We're not going to pretend otherwise. Uh, Catradora is famously the couple from this show. The thing is, it is a super toxic relationship. This is not Lumity. This is not cute and friendly (laughs) and being emotionally intelligent. Um, Yeah. (laughs) This is two kids who were abused their entire lives, and when one makes steps to get out of it, the other one lashes out because she didn't go with. It's really, really gross in a lot of ways and while I appreciate the gayness rooting for this relationship is pretty difficult sometimes I'm not gonna lie
1: yeah does that does at least get better as the show gets closer to the end
0: um that's a loaded question Catra definitely oh, okay. has character <laughs> development in a lot of ways and mm-hmm. she's not gonna be under Shadow Weaver's power forever so there is that yeah um, yeah, I do,
1: I do remember that that's, like, a thing later on in the first season where, like, she kind of takes Shadow Weaver's, like, role in the Horde, gets, like, Horde just straight up gives it to her, right?
0: Yeah, basically. But the yeah. thing is, she doesn't have any mature influences on her. She's still just the kid lashing out, trying to be the big bad. You know, she wants to rule the world, not because she wants to rule the world, but because then no one can look down on her, basically right that's the that's the archetype we're dealing with here and that leads to a lot of um not kind treatment between these two so i'm sorry for the spoilers but i just we we need to make that clear up front when we are talking about them being gay we are talking about an idealized version of that right yeah (laughs) But, uh, yes, back to the episode, um, Adora is woken up by Memories of the Sword and sort of sneaks out. Catra follows her as Adora says she's going back to the woods because something feels weird and she just needs to go check it out, and Katra says, okay, let's go, but Adora tells her no, saying she doesn't want her friend to get in trouble and promises to be back before anyone knows she's gone. Uh... Back in the woods, uh, Bo's tech detector is just going wild. Apparently, First One's tech interferes with the device, which seems like a bad design since that is literally what it is supposed to find. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's a fucking <laughs> tracker to find these things, and then the closer you get, the worse it gets.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, terrible design. <laughs> uh, Adora is also wandering through the woods, muttering about how this was a bad idea, and she sh- must be crazy for leaving and blah blah blah, but she finds the sword right before Glimmer and Bo get there. There's a little bit of a fight scene, but uh, Glimmer is able to get the sword first, basically, because she can teleport. And she just straight up throws the sword at Bo, She is trying to kill him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I also don't like the fact that, like, Glimmer resorts to, like, a real low blow by grabbing Adora's hair and pulling it. Yeah, she teleports onto
0: Adora's back, piggyback style, and just grabs her ponytail.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a fucked up move, Glimmer. Yeah, it's bad. yeah don't grab somebody by the hair to try to defeat them (laughs) i get that you're enemies at the moment but like still so there's a also you have magic just fucking throw magic glitter balls at her (laughs) like adora doesn't have a weapon on her apparently no she well
0: she has some but they're i don't know like we'll see the bolo in a second
1: oh yeah that's true yeah she does have that
0: But yeah, nothing like like lethal.
1: That's 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 yeah, that's a device to disable a person. That's not a device to like kill a person.
0: (laughs) Well, that depends. I mean, if you're swinging that bolo really fast and then hit somebody with the weights, that's a. (laughs) I suppose yeah.
1: It's different. I mean, it would be one thing if she just straight up had a gun, but she doesn't have a gun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna be a surprise. Relatively few people have guns in this series
1: yeah from what i remember of season one there's like there's like tanks and stuff and like the few drones but like people don't really like carry district guns around as much yeah
0: some horde soldiers will carry like laser guns but generally not really at all no um yeah so it ends up being basically just a wrestling match and adora is overpowering the both of them with sheer brute strength (laughs) she does ask them to stand down because she doesn't want to hurt them but uh, glimmer does not believe her and In the mess of all this, Adora is able to make contact with the sword and sees another vision of a world of crystals and circuits. This is where an entity called Light Hope introduces itself, telling her that she has been awaited for a long time, but that Light Hope couldn't contact her until she made a connection with the sword, which I guess touching it twice is enough. She says that Etheria needs Adora and asks if she will fight for the honor of Skull. Adora asks what that is, and Light Hope says she will understand eventually. But we definitely will not understand unless we are paying close attention. It is a word. (laughs) Like the reference for what that word means is mentioned once, so unless we are paying close attention, we will not know what it means. It is a good thing we're hyper analyzing stuff on this show.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just over here being distracted, writing out a note that please don't say skull. We just got done seeing thirty golden guard skulls last week.
0: (laughs) Well, those uh, are gold skulls. Getting... It's different. <laughs> True. These are gray. <laughs> um, back in the woods, uh, Adora wakes up, and during her vision, Bow and Glimmer have tied her up and taken the sword, so now they're going to interrogate the Horde spy. She insists she's not a spy, of course, but Glimmer doesn't believe her and claims the sword before turning to Bow and having a little aside where she gushes about not only having the tech, but also having caught a spy. She's very happy. There's a little time skip and then they're all lost in the woods (laughs) Bo specifically says he grew up in the woods and hasn't seen this part before so that's ominous but I guess if the trees move there you go Uh, Glimmer insists that she knows where she's going and ports away trying to get service on the tech detector because I guess it works like a telephone Um, Bo apologizes to Adora on her behalf saying she's usually nicer and Adora won't really talk at first but then starts asking how Bo can possibly follow Glimmer because you know She's a princess, a threat to everyone on Etheria. They're violent instigators who can't control their own powers. Um, For some reason, Bo is very surprised that this is what Hordak teaches people. (laughs) But they're interrupted by Glimmer's cry of surprise. She's found a village that has been burned to the ground. And while Adora is at first reluctant to believe that the Horde did this, uh, she's pretty easily swayed when they find some broken Horde robots she insists that she is not personally a destroyer and that as per hordak they are making things better and more orderly at which point glimmer points to the destroyed village and feels that the horde have been burning cities and poisoning lands ever since they got here adora is super confused by this saying that the horde wouldn't do something like that (laughs) (laughs) which bo Bo is pretty taken aback by since they are called the evil horde and all
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I did like the fact that at least in just this very first episode, somebody does point out, like, they are literally called the fucking Horde. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't call yourself the Horde if you're gonna be good people,
0: probably. (laughs) Yeah, specifically the evil Horde, so.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, like, I I feel like that's just, like, a mascot that Princesses refer to them as, and not, like, Hordak's not calling themselves the evil Horde, I think.
0: Um... I don't remember in this show, but they definitely call themselves the Evil Horde in the 80s version.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) Totally the protagonist here, Hordak. (laughs) Uh.
0: But uh, yeah, she she still was kind of hesitant talking about how the Horde raised her and gave her a home and how they're her family. But Glimmer interrupts by showing up chased by an enormous glowing bug thing, which kind of ends the conversation. (laughs) Uh, Adora does get her leg trapped in a crevasse, but Bo moves to protect her, even though none of his or weapons, his weapons or Glimmer's magic seem to affect it. And
1: yeah, uh, another note I have here: Does Bo ever just use a straight fucking arrow,
0: or does he just always use trick arrows in this show? Uh, I'm pretty sure he's almost always using trick arrows in this show. They, I, I guess he uses like I guess
1: conventional arrows when shooting like the robots in the next episode, but it's that's like that's true. He's never, it doesn't, I get this feeling that this show is never going to have him, like, shoot an arrow at a person. Oh, definitely
0: not. (laughs) Bo is, like, a a tinkerer character, so he's Mm -hmm. always inventing new arrows, whether they're useful or not. That's kind of his thing. Mm -hmm. He's like a, he's like Green Arrow if Green Arrow did his work himself instead of hiring people to do it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so uh, none of their, their weapons or magic do anything to this bug, and while they're fighting, Adora manages to grab the sword, and you can read on her face that she's thinking about leaving, but when she sees it closing in on those two, she decides to go back for them. So she's already kind of not on the Horde's team, otherwise she would have let the princess get eaten. She uh, gets the bug's attention, and when it attacks her, she blocks with the sword, at which point she gets a third vision this time hearing a baby crying and seeing a meteor striking Etheria, as well as some sort of purple vortex out in a field. Light Hope again asks if she will fight for the honor of Skull, and Adora repeats that out loud, at which point she transforms into the White Cloud Warrior from the earlier vision. And that's where we end the episode, with this uh, giant warrior woman sort of staring down the bug and looking ominous. The end.
1: Yeah. It's uh a lot of happens in these two, huh? <laughs> yeah, it definitely <laughs> it, does. Which I mean makes sense. They so have to establish a lot of like the setting and the characters. For sure. I mean but it feels like there's actually like kinda like more that happens in these two compared to like the first two episodes of Owl House where it's like, yeah, like obviously they established like loose, Aida and King in the first two. But it's like the second one is like very much just like kind of like a life lesson sort of episode compared to this being like, Alright, let's let's not waste any fucking time. Let's let's get you out of the fucking bad group yeah and hang out and be gay with the princesses
0: do we want to talk about how this compares to the original she-run now or would you prefer to do your episode first
1: uh maybe i should do mine first just to give you a break okay because i mean i don't know any of that stuff that's so gonna be you <laughs> telling even more sure thing <laughs> <laughs> all right uh yeah uh i mean we just continue right after that with the sword part two which opens with the actual op compared to the first episode it's is a very uh, <laughs> kind of queer song. <laughs> and con- uh, yeah, Bo and Glimmer make sure that they aren't imagining things, and Dora finally notices her magical girl outfit and just fully freaks out and falls over even back to her the <laughs> himself, so the, the, big girl, the big lady's already gone. <laughs> uh, Glimmer tries to take the sword away for Dora blaming her for making her contract princessness, as <laughs> so I wrote in my notes. <laughs> yeah, but we'll big... <laughs> see as we go through
0: this series that princess is more or less... Uh, a slang term for gay so uh <laughs> adora has oh, no, been I around can... the queers Ad- for 15 adora minutes
1: adora, trans- our... adora transformed into a tall like eight foot uh, tall lady for like five seconds of her life and she's already like am i gay yeah
0: basically <laughs> she's been hanging out with two queers for 15 minutes and already she's
1: yep <laughs> but yeah but yeah before i think that the uh the big bug attacks him again once Glimmer has the sword, so Bo grabs it to give it back to Adora, who <laughs> like, has no idea how to reactivate her power since the bug had stopped when she transformed. Uh, so they all just run away from the bug and fall down a cliff, finding some old ruins that they tried to open to get away. And Glimmer wants to teleport the three of them inside, while Bo says she's never teleported that many people before. But Adora notices that the door has like some words written on it that the others cannot read, and she deciphers it and opens the door with the password Eternia, which... I guess it's close enough to the planet name that it's, like, probably not the best password, but at least it's different. It's not just Etheria.
0: All right, um, right. I'm going to be real with you here. Eternia is another planet there.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. It's annoying
0: Fair. as heck, but yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's two planets with similar names where the only difference is, like, an H. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I guess it's an H instead of an N, but different spots. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, regardless, uh, once they're inside, Glimmer uses a ball of glitter light.
0: Th- does her powers have a name? <laughs> uh, no, she's just the glitter princess.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, she uses a ball of glitter light to light their way because it's dark inside. Uh, Adora explains that she doesn't know how she could read the language of the first ones, and she lashes back on them with never having wanted to be made a princess because of Glimmer, apparently. <laughs> uh, Glimmer walks off and Bo thanks to for saving them, and the two introduce themselves to each other like not exactly like get to know each other but at least be like yeah at least we know each other's names uh glimmer tries to whisper the words azora had said to transform like while holding the sword but no with no results and there is a musical explained... sting there is yeah but yeah nothing happens uh but yeah after she does that Bo explains the history of the first ones to adora about how no one knows what they what like what became of them or why they disappeared and stuff uh, Glimmer struggles to make a bigger light source, as Bo says that it'll be a bit before she can recharge a Bright Moon. Like, I guess she, she has to take a long rest, but only at a certain location, which seems like not a great subclass. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird homebrew uh, version of sorcerers, I guess. <laughs> um,
0: kind of. Like we'll see later on. Princesses are essentially warlocks rather than sorcerers. <laughs> Um, oh, okay. <laughs> they.
1: I mean, I guess that that tracks. I mean, I mean, Glimmer is straight up destroying a bunch of uh, Eldritch blasts all the time. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Not Magic uh... missile.
0: Ooh. Each of the princesses has what's a, a, a rune stone that they're connected to, and they gain their power from proximity to that stone. So,
1: oh, okay, so so they're all hex blades, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. All right, but in terms, I understand. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, what did I leave off? Uh, yeah, the extra lighting that Glimmer makes with her like larger light ball uh, reveals a large mosaic of someone who looks like Adora's transformed form that she reads as being She-Ra and when she says that the area comes to life with I-, I described it as magitech i'm not really sure if there's like an actual word for this in the show but i just don't know it yet but i just went with the final face to six name i um, guess it's straight up just like a bunch of like tron lines of magic stuff
0: magitech would be and... appropriate yeah first ones tech yeah. is sciency but also magic so
1: <sighs> yeah but yeah uh, they see a hologram of light hope appear before them and the hologram just fully just starts this lockdown sequence when it realizes none of them are apparently this person called the administrator and so adora demands a sword to try to get the transformation to work thinking that something would change with that if she's she-ra but glimmer instead just decides to teleport them out of the temple instead and ends up going way too high because she's not used to this so Bo has to use net arrow to save them before they just straight fall to their straightforward <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, when Glimmer wakes up, she then asks why Adora is even still here, since clearly she and Bo are not good at keeping a captive. <laughs> like, Adora <couldn't> have <laughs> escaped like, 12 times by this point. <laughs> I mean,
0: she knows but, what she's up to, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, she's, uh, at least Glimmer is, like, cognizant enough to be like, yeah, we suck at our jobs. <laughs> like, you could have, you could have easily escaped if not straight up killed us by this point and then escaped. <laughs> But Adora says that she needs to find out, like, find answers to what's going on, since she doesn't know anything about her own past, and that somehow this all feels familiar to her in a way she can't really explain. So Bo suggests that they go talk to Glimmer's mom, since she's apparently like much more knowledgeable than any of these idiot teenagers. So maybe she'll know what's going on. That tracks. And yep. And while Glimmer agrees, she does show that she still doesn't have much affection for Adora because she is still a horde person. Uh, but yeah, back over at the Fright Zone though, we see that Shadow Weaver has been scrying on the Adora to find out where she is, and demands that Catra is the one that will b- go bring her back. Catra tries to just basically tell her to fuck off, she's not gonna do that, but is restrained with some like shadow powers and is threatened with door's punishment if she refuses to bring her back instead. So great parenting there, Shadow Weaver, cool, <laughs> good job. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like, it's, uh, I guess it's like one of those, like, we're used to, like, all the, like, kind of weird cuts in Arrow House, but this is, like, kind of similar because Damn. we just immediately go right back to Dora, Glimmer, and Bo, anyway. <laughs> Where they eventually reach a village that, I, I mean, these, these, like, deer people, I can only really describe them as, like, d and d like, satyrs or shifters, basically, because they're <laughs> just, like, normal people with, like, some, like, antlers and stuff like that, and, like, occasionally maybe, like, hooves and stuff like that.
2: Yeah,
0: like, yeah
1: yeah they're they're way less they're way more people with some animal features than animals that are standing on two feet yeah
0: they don't guys. even really got hooves they just got hairy legs Is all. Well.
1: oh okay maybe that was what, yeah i mean this i i watched this episode maybe like almost a week ago now so maybe i'm just forgetting that detail yeah, yeah. no
0: they just like they're they're human shaped legs and feet they just happen to be hairy
1: yeah okay <laughs> But yeah, uh, Glimmer demands that Adora hand over her jacket and that she use her cape and a flower that Bo gives her to help Adora blend in because obviously she just has like hordes, like uh, emblems all over her Mm -hmm. otherwise. And Bo explains that the village is celebrating a festival and is is stunned that Adora admits she doesn't know what parties are (laughs) because they don't ever celebrate anything in the Fright Zone.
0: (laughs) Which is harsh. I mean, talk about a way to kill your troops' morale.
1: I mean, yeah, like, I mean, in, like, a few minutes from now, they're gonna straight up also confirm that Adora doesn't know what birthdays are. (laughs) So it's like, how how does she even know how old she is? (laughs) They don't know what birthdays are. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so they go about checking out the various food and entertainment at the village, and Adora is just completely taken in by it all, and so smitten with it that, again, yeah, she doesn't know what birthdays or horses are, but, like... Uh, but so like has her like walk over to like pet the horse to just like find like figure out what it is, and like as soon as she starts petting it, she just like has the whole like anime glitter eyes, just being like this is the best day
0: of my life. <laughs> Adora is the perfect horse girl who has never heard of those. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah (laughs) she's like oh i didn't know these things existed Uh, she's basically like the the meme of like i've only had blank for like an hour but if anything happens to them i would kill everyone in this room and myself (laughs) basically yeah
0: (laughs) well she would read black beauty so many times
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but at that moment of course like her declaration of this being the best day ever of her life has to be spoiled because they hear an explosion in the distance and see a bunch of horror drones attacking the town Bo then says for some reason at this point, not established early on, that this is actually the town of Thamor that they had mentioned in the previous episode, which Adora recognizes and thought that it was supposed to be a heavily fortified, like, fortress town and not this peaceful little village. So she then asks Glimmer and Bo to get people to safety because she wants to go and, like, try to talk to the Horde members to get them to, like, back off a bit. And she just eventually finds Katra just riding in a fucking tank. <laughs> Which Catra is stoked about, because she's like, they, got, they let me ride a tank!
0: <laughs> I don't blame her, though. That would be cool.
1: I mean, yeah, it would be cool if you could just, like, You know, if you weren't, like, having to also go, like, fight and kill people. Like, if you could just drive a tank, that'd be pretty bad, I, I mean, think. yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Catra uh, says that they came to find her as Bo and Glimmer fight off some soldiers and drones in other scenes. And Adora tries to convince Catra to call off the attack on these innocent people, but Catra just refuses and tries to get Adora to come back with her, but Adora refuses and says that they've been lied to by Hordak and Shadow Weaver this whole time, and at that point Catra just like calls her on it being like, it's so fucking obvious, of course you've been lied to, I do not get this so far. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, she says it just doesn't matter that they've been lied to because they just have each other and it's like it's them against the world kind of situation. So Adora, you know, tries to get her to leave the Horde with her instead, you know, saying, like, oh, yeah, we're clearly on the wrong side here. Gonna, like, come with me instead. But she also refuses, and Catra just shocks her with a cattle prod thing instead. <laughs> just, like, you know, as soon as Adora's back is turned, just immediately, like, all right, well, time to fight my friend, I guess. Uh-huh. Just hit her with a cattle prod. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we cut over to Glimmer and Bo, who are, like, straight up just having to run from some soldiers since they're almost out of magic and arrows. Which, I like that they actually do point out, like, oh yeah, okay, you would not have a bottomless quiver bow, so obviously, like, you are starting to run out. Like, it's one of the things that, like, really never come up in shows often, with people being like, oh yeah, my limited resource is limited. (laughs) But I guess it's also because they established that with her magic, so they kind of also have to do the same with (laughs) bow. But also, these two don't really, like, fight effectively at this point anyway, so I guess they were like, yep, these two have to just kind of just run away, not be useful as much. But yeah, uh, Glimmer also admits to him that she like finally realizes she's not actually ready for this. But Bo gives her a pep talk about how she is stronger than she thinks, and Glimmer then finally like admits that they do need Adora's help and take off on the horse to get to her instead, (laughs) because obviously they can't do it themselves. (laughs) But back over Katra and Adora after Katra like (laughs) reflexively shocks Adora again (laughs) just because she's like yeah sorry, Uh, Catra then explains that, that. It, yeah it's, it's like she says uh, sorry it was a reflex but it's like she he, kind of feels like it's like also coming across this cat who really wanted to shock somebody with this fucking thing
0: honestly i think we're already seeing the toxic part of her and in-, in just that yeah her first reaction is to lash out and i think she's doing this deliberately it's the first time she's yeah. really had a chance to hurt somebody you know
1: yeah, I mean, like, she was so stoked about being able the drive of a tank, and of course, like, as soon as her friend turned her back on her, she immediately hit her with a cattle rod.
0: Right, right. And then the second her friend got up, she does it again. I don't think that these apologies are genuine. I think that this is just her going through the motion of an apology because she wanted to do that.
1: Yeah, pretty much like she's like she's not asking it's essentially the equivalent of like asking for forgiveness instead of permission kind of deal or something like that
0: yeah this is this is almost certainly behavior that she learned from shadow weaver but
1: i mean yeah (laughs) i mean she straight up also explains that shadow weaver will have her head if she doesn't bring adora back so yeah clearly Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah at that uh and glimmer arrive and blast her a bit of magic and a net arrow to like get her away from adora and Glimmer, like, grabs door and teleports her away, but passes out from the extortion since she's just been fighting and teleporting too much. As Bo is tackled by uh, Catra. I don't know why I wrote Bo is tackled by Bo in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just, like, maybe, like, 1am in my defense when I was doing this, so that's why. Fair. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, no, Catra tackles Bo, just, like, trying to get back at him. And Glimmer admits to Adora that she was stupid enough to give back the sword and she also straight up does say that she's not sure she can fully trust the sword but gives her the sword anyway because she hopes she can which again a thing that i like because like usually like shows of this nature i feel like would just be like all right she's totally on our side right here you go just have the sword and help us out rather than in this situation where they're like she's even like i'm not fully 100 percent sure but i hope i can be right (laughs) it's a a nice little change of pace i'd say but yeah, uh, Dora takes the sword and just manages just transform back into Shirah to fight off an incoming drone, complete with like a twenty-second-long magical girl transformation scene that I'm sure we're gonna see a lot. Oh probably, yeah, right. No, we are gonna see that <laughs> so
0: many times.
1: Yep, I I figured. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's Magical Girl, so, yeah, makes sense.
0: Well, I mean, the thing about Magical Girl sequences is that the reason they reuse them is to save money on animation, so they don't have to... Oh, yeah, no, yeah, Yeah. totally. And that is very much Netflix's bag. We are sometimes going to see this same sequence twice in the same episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah, great. Okay, so, yeah, save uh, 40 seconds off the 22-minute runtime there, I guess, if we see it multiple times. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Voltron did the same Uh, thing with the Netflix version
1: uh yeah didn't people say that they really liked that voltron but then it ended real bad
0: there are a lot of things to like about that voltron but uh it's extremely queer baity to the point where one of the characters oh. is statedly gay and then just never has a gay relationship
1: oh great cool <laughs> that's a bummer yeah yeah uh, getting back to it uh catra is just kicking bo's ass all over the place some... and he, like, stands with the horse and, like, prepares to go down fighting if it's, like, it's been an honor. <laughs> it's been bit goofy. But, like, Adora, that shows up anyway, and just, like, slams the ground with the sword to just, like, make, like, a big, like, earthquake of magic and stuff to bust up a lot of machines. And then just proceeds to, like, just beat them all up by just, like, slashing, like, tank cannons off of them to blow them up and everything like that. And the horde just flees in terror of the eight foot tall uh, sword lesbian (laughs) and Adora reverts back to her normal form and sees Catra like head off into the smoke and leave and then like Adora
0: like "Hmm?" oh I just want to say here I'm not super sure how much this is Adora at this point like
1: Uh, yeah true it might be like her like temporarily transforming the Zirai rather than her just like channeling the power
0: yeah like later on she'll learn to be more her when she transforms, but in these first couple of appearances, she just kind of stands around stoically and does exactly the right thing at the right moment. It doesn't feel like it's Adora; it feels like it's something else possessing yeah, her. That,
1: yeah, that's fair. I mean, as soon as she like uh, transforms and everything and shows up, she does just like immediately just start going to town on these motherfuckers, and then like <laughs> afterwards, like when she transforms back, she's like, "I what? That was me?" Uh, weird. <laughs> yeah, because it's very funny that she's like after she transforms back, she's like, "Oh, I did it." wait what the fuck did i do i just became a traitor <laughs> like she had like a little existential crisis being like uh i can't go back yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but uh glimmer assures her that she has a home with them and uh you know they started heading out to bright moon with Bo, calling them the best friend squad and also wondering whose horse this is because the horse is just hanging in with them yes i love
0: that line very much <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yeah uh that's episode two like it you know, I, I feel like a lot of the time we're probably going to have like shorter Nazis. It feels like because I mean we're only at like an hour ten minutes here, and so it's, like we've only been like really talking about the show for maybe like forty minutes or so at this point, mm-hmm. maybe like forty five. But like at the same time, like I, I, again, it makes sense. These are like the first two episodes, so like it's really more like establishing stuff compared to like yeah yeah but we we could go like 45 minutes talking about one single episode of Barrel house but also <laughs> the listeners if they haven't been watching the show but hearing us talk about it know that so much shit ever ha- like happened in every single fucking episode of season two of Varel House.
0: i'm sure we'll cover more stuff later in the series you know as we get more attached yeah. to it
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's all i have on that uh if you want to cover the uh the little like comparison that you had before we get into, like, the white Uh, actors, I guess? Yeah,
0: so I'm not going to go super in-depth into the original She-Ra because there is some stuff that's, like, spoilerific for this series if you assume that it's accurate. But um, basically, the first time She-Ra shows up is in a 90-minute movie called He-Man and She-Ra, The Secret of the Sword. Uh, Basically, He-Man is brought to a portal to another reality where he jumps through because uh, he's found another sword just like his. He has the Sword of Power, and he's found the Sword of Protection. And that means that somebody in this other reality is worthy of having the power of skill. So he heads in where he finds Catherine Adora just, like, kidnapping villagers and taking them back to the Horde. Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah, and he immediately just goes, Hey, uh, this is a bad thing. You shouldn't be doing this. And she goes, um, well, actually, the Horde are the good guys, so no, this is a good thing. (laughs) Because she's so brainwashed in this original, it's ridiculous. And the thing is...
1: Yeah, like, she at least, like, thinks a little bit more for herself at times than this, comparatively.
0: (laughs) Well, she will, but you gotta get to that. So, um, long story short, the Sword of Protection reacts to her, because, you know, it's her sword. And, uh... There's some fighting and blah, blah, blah. Skeletor shows up. Uh, The rebels are entirely within the Whispering Woods because that's the only territory they have left. Everything else has fallen to the Horde. And uh, between He-Man and his friends, they're able to push them back and reclaim Bright Moon. But uh, sometime in this, Adora basically mentions that she's really never been outside the Horde, so she doesn't know how anything outside of it works, and that's why she thinks they're the good guys. Uh... It turns out that she, in this original series, this isn't the case for the new one, is Prince Adam's twin sister, who was stolen years and years ago and <laughs> taken to this other world. So naturally, she gets the sword and becomes she Uh basically because she is told by the sorceress of Castle Grayskull that she's Adam's sister. That's all it takes for her to switch sides. <laughs> <laughs> not to see atrocities of war. <laughs> nope, not that, just sisterhood. <laughs> And, um, yeah, they eventually beat Skeletor and send everybody back to their original homeworlds, and, uh, she does come through to meet her original parents, because they still exist on Adam's world, but, uh, that's, they, she doesn't stick around, she goes right back to help the Rebellion, so that's... That's where she comes from. And I'm going to post a few pictures in our chat, which I know is great audio, but it's important that <laughs> yeah, Chloe high, sees high these.
1: content. <laughs>
0: uh, as you'll see, uh, the original Bo is a white dude with a mustache.
1: <laughs> <laughs> God, that is a, that is a look for original Bow. Yeah, really, right?
0: <laughs> uh, here's old school Glimmer.
1: Uh, okay i could i could see how they get to like current glimmer based on that yeah for
0: sure um like they 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 made her
1: have like more like 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 jock lesbian hair i guess i would describe <laughs> it as i mean she has like shorter hair and everything and they also make her like you know, they, they at least have, like, some uh, decent diversity going on in these little bits, because, like, I mean, like, Glimmer is a little bit, like, more heavy set than, like, most of the other yeah. characters, so, you know.
0: And both of them are people of color, while, to be clear, everyone in the original show was white, unless they were a monster. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 because, like, Glimmer, yeah, Glimmer is, like, more like, uh, like a tan, I guess.
0: Uh, that is Queen Angela. I'm sending you now. I'm <laughs> sorry, Angela. Angela,
1: and, yeah. And
0: uh, this is the most crucial one.
1: Way, way more birdie. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, I don't know, this design is very different, so uh, here's original Catra.
1: Yeah, she's just a human lady with, like, a cat mask thing. Uh Uh-huh,
0: yeah. (laughs) Totally normal human adult woman wearing a party
1: dress. Yeah, I guess she has, like, slightly long nails, I guess, but, like, those those aren't claws, they're just nails.
0: (laughs) But, um, yeah. So a lot of this stuff actually does come over, like, the first ones are a consistent theme between the series and the whole Etheria thing and the Whispering Woods, mm-hmm. but it's, I don't know how to describe it exactly. This is more of a story, <laughs> the new version. Yeah,
1: I mean, again, like, these, are, these old shows like this were made mostly just to sell toys, like, not to, like, have, like, a, you know, like... I mean, it's, like, even something that's, like, really only changing, like, the last, like, decade or so of, like, cartoons actually having, like, continuous stories, in a sense, rather than just being, like, like, monster or problem of the week kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, one last thing. Uh, In the original series, Bo actually did have an animal companion, which, you know, he was a full-on ranger. But the Mm -hmm. thing is, his animal companion was, like, I don't know how to describe it. It was a hybrid between an owl and a fairy, uh its name is cowl k o w l and
1: oh yeah okay i've seen this thing before yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just the most ridiculous looking
1: it's it's it... yeah it's it's like god it's like uh, it's like if a fucking ewok had butterfly wings or something yes but if the butterfly <laughs>
0: wings were the pansexual flag
1: yeah and, and also if ewok had beaks <laughs> <laughs>
0: So yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty much what we need to cover for this app. There will be other stuff as we go on later, but that's the yeah, relevant stuff. Uh, and, yeah, I'm
1: sure it's like more characters introduced as well.
0: <laughs> and to reiterate, Adora is not Prince Adam's twin in this series. He will not appear.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, like, yeah, like they have that separate, different like He Man show that they released. Like, was that like last year or the year before? There have
0: been bad. like four He Man shows in the past ten years.
1: Okay, I remember there was, like, one that they released, like, last year or something. Yeah, that was a
0: continuation of the original 80s show.
1: Okay, gotcha. So it's not, like, like, yeah, definitely not at all directly related to this, then. Yeah.
0: And then, um, the one, I think, two years ago was just a CGI monstrosity, so... Oh, fun. (laughs) Yeah, it's... I've really. People have been talking about wanting that He Man show to crossover with this She ra but honestly, like. What a disaster. I
1: feel, yeah, I feel like it's better not to. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, that is some fucking mobile game ass designed for He Man. Uh huh, yeah. <laughs> like, I could imagine that guy doing the screaming guy app uh, picture with, like, all those fucking mobile game. Piece of shit games that are just, like, yeah, like timers and microtransactions mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's <laughs> kind, it's kinda, bad kind
1: of looks like you kind of looks like he belong in paladins actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, that's
0: weird that that show also made skeletor buff for some reason i'm not really sh- <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
1: yeah no that's like that that's still just like a weird design because i'm only just noticing just how like small his legs are compared to like his torso yeah there's
0: absolutely no design synergy here
1: like those those calves cannot support that the rest of that man (laughs) (laughs) not even a little bit no (laughs) all right well if we are done with that do we want to move on to trivia aka just voice actors because again there's not much like, like trivia trivia on the wiki for these
0: episodes yeah sounds good
1: all right uh yeah i've got seven fucking voice actors here because there's a lot of characters introduced even even though like three of them are not in these episodes as much but i know they definitely will show up later on so <laughs> that's what okay, them too all right uh first up is adora's voice actor is amy carrero who also plays the main character of i've never heard of this before but apparently there's a show called disney's eleanor of Avalor. Er, oh yeah uh, eleanor of Avalor. yeah sorry she was the uh, uh,
0: first hispanic disney princess oh neat mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's cool that's cool at least uh she also apparently played the character angie on something called level up i'm not sure what that is either but that's apparently like one of her most known credits last <laughs> like i put it here isn't that the uh, nickelodeon show s- i think so i think it's nickelodeon yeah but yeah, uh but aside from that she also appeared on critical role spin-off exandria unlimited where she played the character opal who i think was a bard <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Opal, critical roll. Uh, oh no, warlock. Weird. <laughs> a
0: lot of warlocks in this app.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was a hexblade as well. So yeah, I mean to be fair, hexblade is like the coolest warlock subclass. Let's huh. real. <laughs> I mean, you just take like a full spellcaster, but also you can't. You can like survive in combat better because you can have a shield and heavy armor or a uh, medium armor, <laughs> and not die. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, moving on, uh, Catra's voice actor is A.J. Mc- uh, Mc- Mikalka? Mikalka, I think is how you pronounce her last name? Uh, yeah, she is most known as the voice of Stefani on Steven Universe, which oh. I didn't realize until I saw that, and it's like, oh, right, duh, that's just the, S- the Stevonnie voice, okay? <laughs> <laughs> fucking didn't realize that somehow then again like i've it's been like two years since the universe finished but it's like still like i've I've watched the the hell out of that show and that show helped me have my career awakening but it's like how did i not realize that she's just the voice of (laughs) stevani yeah (laughs) yeah uh glimmer's voice actor is karen fukuhara who played katana in the 2016 suicide squad movie as well as the protagonist in kipo and the age of wonder beasts and she's also alexis in craig of the creek
0: okay um Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts is fantastic. I would love to cover it someday. Uh,
1: yeah, I've I've heard nothing but good things about Kipo. I actually haven't watched it at all.
0: Oh yeah, it's it's like, fan, like truly if you want
1: to, yeah, like if you want to cover it, uh, one day, I feel like I would actually just straight up wait until then. So I'm just completely blind <laughs> going in on it because yeah, yeah. I like again, I, I've heard nothing but good things about that show. So it's like yeah, I would like to just go in as blind as I can.
0: Yeah, it definitely can't be the next thing because that would be two Netflix shows in a row. But yeah, someday. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We'll get there. Uh, Bo's voice actor is Marcus Scribner, who plays D'Angelo Baker in that uh, How to Train Your Dragon spin off Dragons the Nine Realms. Huh. He doesn't seem like he has many other credits, but yeah, he's apparently in that.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: That's... And Damn. yeah. I, I feel like these voice actors are like a little bit easier to get through than the Owl House ones, because so many Owl House <laughs> characters are, like so well-known.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's of interesting to me i would have figured that netflix would have at least decent pull for their shows
1: yeah it doesn't seem like it as much like these are all like i mean the, the the biggest one is actually the next voice actor for shadow weaver but like most of these people seem like they've only had like maybe like one or two big credits and that's it for the most part hmm. Hmm. but yeah uh mentioning it uh shadow weaver's voice actress is the rain to- toys two t o u s s a i n t. I'm apologizing for this. You would think 20 episodes in, I would stop having to apologize for not being able to pronounce names, but here we are still. <laughs> but yes, uh, she played Yvonne Parker in Orange is the New Black, uh, another character by her same name, Lor- uh, Lorraine Tao in the Red Dwarf film, Kate Perry in Saving Grace, and Rashida Remington in Big City Greens. Huh, nice. Yeah. And lastly, we I have... Uh, A- I almost said Angela. Angela's voice actress is Res Machete, who played Elodie on OKKO. Okay, and Light Hope's VA is Morla Goranda Gorandona. Who is most known as playing Eris Morn in Destiny One and Two. <laughs> Again, doesn't have many like credits besides that and Light Hope. But yeah. That, that's all i have for voice actors because like w- like i mentioned earlier to you before we started <laughs> i did not get the voice actors written down for the, the dipshit squad that i know was gonna hang out oh. with katara I was almost like a tara jeez <laughs> uh, later on we'll cover them at some point when there's like an episode where there's not new inter- like different more important characters introduced yeah that's Just, fair like you like you said one of those characters doesn't seem like they ever actually have voice lines so it doesn't matter at the moment <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll definitely get more characters as we go on, but I don't think we'll ever have a exposition dump like this again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Like, I had to establish, like, the main four characters and then, like, some of the, like, key, like, secondary characters in, this one, in these two, so yeah. there was a lot. <laughs>
0: absolutely. Yeah. That, well, thank you for doing that.
1: Of, no problem. But uh, we do have some questions if you want to take those. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. I'll go ahead and take those since you just did our trivia. Um if you'd like to send us questions, you can find us at Cast on Twitter, or you can send us questions at usweirdoscast at gmail.com. And I'm sorry for the weird enunciation there. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. We have several questions this week from future Erica at silent underscore Magnus on Twitter. If you had a magical transformation that changed your height, would you prefer to shrink or grow? And by how much?
1: Followed by my tweet, spoiling my answer <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean Like like I, like I said in the tweet uh, Answering Erica directly uh, I, Big <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I feel like it would definitely Be like, if I have to be like You know, if I'm already going to have a magical Transformation where presumably my appearance Is going to change as well, and people are going to notice me Anyway, also might as well go the whole distance Be like 10 or 12 feet tall, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, I see where you're going with that but uh this image that you posted definitely does say 10 meters and that's like 35 feet so
1: well, well yeah but uh, but i posted that in particular more because it's a go- it's a funny joke about like uh a character with like what kind of women they like and it's just her saying big and it's like that's her envisioning how big sorry that's not actually her real answer 32 feet my mistake <laughs> um okay but yeah no not not that tall that's a bit of, uh, that's a bit too much <laughs> uh
0: don't want to get king kong up in here huh no um, I don't know I think I'd be happy with like frankly seven foot would be enough for me just enough to be taller than my six five girlfriend
1: yeah that's fair
0: I don't need to be enormous I want to be able to go through doors <laughs> see but when
1: when you're a big magical old person you just break through the door
0: okay but that's rude <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know I'm I can't think of wanting to shrink really unless it was Ant-Man style yeah. and I don't know that you could do that with a magical girl transformation that would take so long.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: like I, I feel like like unless you like are just like being like oh my magical g- girl transformation is being like a goblin or something to be like two and a half feet tall or whatever. It's like I feel like the like more people would be like yeah, they'll make me fucking taller. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's actually a little bit of a sore spot with me. Um my parents did this thing when I was a kid. They Figured out how tall I was supposed to be based on whatever obscure calculations. It's a thing you can theoretically do when your kid is three. and yeah. I was told my whole life that I'm supposed to be six foot. I am not six foot, so it doesn't matter that much, but I am bitter about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of this as a thing of like, yeah, once your kid is three, you can figure out how tall they're supposed to be. Yeah,
0: you're, I don't remember how the calculation works, but you're supposed to measure like their their uh, thigh bones or something it's like hmm. right. i don't know what it is it's it's literally an old wives tale that's what it is
1: <laughs> yeah it's one of those dumb things that people say works out just like uh just like all the various like stupid like wacko like bullshit things like here's how you can get bigger boobs and it's like no <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Um, you can't just take like flaxseed or whatever the fuck And get bigger than you You gotta actually have like if genetics stuff. Uh, yeah if, if only
0: <laughs> Okay but um, We have more questions from Aurora Borealis At Casey Cosmos on Twitter If you have to be a fantasy person With animal characteristics what animal would you Steal it from
1: I don't mean to steal Lexi's whole thing but I feel like Fox Is like the easy obvious one
0: <laughs> Yeah that's fair okay. Um, that's a tough choice. I don't know how to, because we talked before about what animal we'd want to be, like, have the powers of, and I don't think that's necessarily the same thing with animal characteristics, right? I wouldn't want a mantis shrimp for yeah. this, because that would just be gross looking.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, you can have, like, mantis shrimp powers, but you don't necessarily have to look like one.
0: Yeah, so, I don't know, if we're just going standard like normal human but looks sort of like an animal i think a tiger would be cool stripes striped hair is good (laughs) and uh we have
1: yeah i guess i guess like backup would probably be like horses to have like strong horse legs and just kick people don't know i mean (laughs) (laughs) not to run no just to be able to kick (laughs) yeah fair (laughs) No, to be fair, I mean, that is basically just, like, my tabletop character I just got finished playing as, like, a month ago. <laughs> that was the straight-up Kino's, like, whole thing where they had, like, robot legs and had, like, a weird, like, horse-robot armor.
0: So, Are you sure you want horses yep. for kicking and not kangaroos?
1: Uh, actually, I'm not sure which is, like, stronger. Or, uh... you know, a
0: giraffe uh, can kill a lion with one kick, so...
1: Uh, this is true, uh... I'm looking up at the moment Live Or not live On this to me Like which kicks harder A horse or a kangaroo <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's see Uh, This also seems to be Just like another Like message board thing But people seem to be Like at least A little bit uh of agreement that horses have more weight behind the kicks but kangaroos have velocity and inertia that the horse doesn't have so i don't know (laughs) maybe they're comparable
0: (laughs) fair enough but uh yeah kicking animals (laughs) Um, we have another question from aurora uh what fictional vehicle would you take on a joyride
1: as much as i don't like the prequels i feel like pod racer is an obvious answer (laughs) As much as those things seem like they're just designed to break apart and kill you.
0: Well, yeah. See, that's the thing. I would not want to do a pod racer because it's specifically mentioned in the movie that humans don't have fast enough reflexes to fly them.
1: Uh, I guess. I guess there is that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so I don't know, like the Batmobile. Specifically, I uh, want the Batmobile from the Batman. That's the coolest one.
1: Yeah. Does it count if it's, like, uh, like, I, I guess it counts, it's a visual vehicle, but, like, yeah, I'll take one of the fucking, uh, airships from of Arcadia and take that for a joyride. Oh, yeah. I know you can't really pilot one of those things by yourself, really. I guess, I guess you can the little Jack, because, like, Dracman flies it by himself until the party joins up with him. <laughs> but, like, you can't, you definitely can't pilot the Delphinus on your own, because that's, like, a fucking Imperial Warship <laughs> that you steal. <laughs> Yeah, that that game is like pretty good in terms of like yeah you are like you are some fucking straight up pirates that keep fucking over the evil empire to the point where like you steal like an experimental flight ship that has a giant moon laser in it. nice <laughs> it's a good game how the fuck did they not put it on steam yet or remake it <laughs> <laughs> it's still stuck calling on the dreamcast and the gamecube well i mean it's also i mean i guess it's also on dolphin in a sense but i mean that's just an emulator <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's all our questions for this week. Thank you so much to everybody who asked them. And uh, that's, well, that's what I've got.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we mentioned last time, yeah, we are uh, retiring the artist thing just because, again, we don't know, like, many artists that, like, I, I do not, have, like, even though, like, I'm sure I could find she fan artists. I kind of don't have it in me to find 26 of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are going to do 26 episodes of this
0: yeah, at a minimum. <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah,
1: uh, yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, at least I got to, like, uh, shine a light on, like, a bunch of, uh, Our House fan artists. So, that Absolutely. was
0: fun. And I'm glad you did it. Yeah. Uh, I guess as far as crimes count goes, Catra did kind of attack a civilian population center.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they also had that already planned, necessarily. Like, that was, that, 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 inv- that, like, invasion of that town was already on the books.
0: <laughs> well, just because it's on the books doesn't mean it's not a crime.
1: Yeah, but I mean it's not a crime in the sense That the Horde doesn't see it a crime Like it'd be like, it'd be one thing if like they had planned to attack A different town and she went and attacked a different one Or something (laughs) Like if she disobeyed orders, but it's like no, she's following Orders from the uh, evil Invasive uh... Are they an empire? I guess they are, right?
0: They're I don't know what they are, they're an organization
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're a bunch of people that just go around Fucking things up, planet to planet
0: (laughs) Yeah, one of the things that's going to be a common consistent issue with the Horde is that it's, like, the Horde is huge, right? It's, it's all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. There's so many members, but we're only ever going to see, like, six, maybe seven members mm-hmm. of it. Everyone else is just background characters.
1: I, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I feel like we've been introduced to, like, all of them except Hordak and, like, uh, I guess also technically Scorpina and Double Trouble at this point, right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah I mean it's like catcher, shadow weaver and like the dipshit squad and that's it. <laughs> yeah basically
0: <laughs> but um yeah so uh thanks everybody for coming on this journey with us and uh I know we are now talking about gays in space instead of gays in hell but I hope it's still enjoyable for y'all
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep and like we said like these are gonna be like some short episodes early on just until like we get into like the real shit I guess
0: very much so And so I think uh, there's not much else left to say, but uh, remember, us weirdos have to to stick together. together. Bye. Bye. But sparkly this time.